Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Soft, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. My friends, my friends, my friends, how are you doing today? Do you like that long pause there? That's me collecting my thoughts, you know? That's me going, what do I want to talk about? I don't want to mislead you. I often have no idea what I'm going to say when I start my little opening riff. Because I, the favorite part of my show, beyond the amazing guests I get to meet, I do enjoy this opening riff. I've said that before. Sorry for repeating myself. The opening riff is always inspired by my guests. And you're going to meet my guests shortly. The other day, I was on social media. Go figure me. And uh, in this case, I was on Facebook. And you get the, the memories come up and pictures and whatnot. And you go, oh, I'm not going to share that again. What was I thinking? But there was a memory of me there as a teenager. And I was in really bad 1970s Adidas shorts that were not flattering at all. And I had really big ass glasses on. And I was that awkward teenager that just was not appealing to the opposite sex. That's all I'm going to say. You read into it. There you go. Some might say I'm still there, but that's a side. And it was like, wow, that's what I looked like. How did I ever date anybody in high school looking that way? You fast forward. And when I started my career, in those days, it wasn't the cool hip tech days of now where everybody's sitting in an open air concept office with lofty environments and recycled wood beams in an exposed brick. In those days, we had real offices and we actually somewhat dressed up for work. I remember my wife and I going and shopping and buying me various clothes. And my wife's an interior designer. If you've not met her before, I've featured a few, her a few times on some videos on LinkedIn. So she knows color. I know color too as a marketer, but she may know color better. I'll never admit that to her, just so we're clear on that. And she would help me pick out clothes, you know, my suit and my tie. And the tie was, you know, would pop and it was all good. It was a kind of pop. It was a conservative pop because that's what you did in those days. And then as my career started to take off and I started to really move forward in my marketing career, marketing, right? A little more bold, a little more statement driven. It's about your personal brand, right? I started making more eclectic, more vibrant, more audacious choices in clothing. And I would bring them home and model them for my wife. And she and she would be upset. She's like, I would never pick that out for you. And she was like, that doesn't go with that. And I'm like, well, actually, it does. No, it doesn't. And we would look at ties. I'm making her sound like an ogre, by the way. She's not. She would pick out these sophisticated, classy, timeless ties. And I would say, no, I want, boy, I'm a pot. I want to be like, Boom! That's all you see is this pop of yellow in your face or pop of red or pop of blue, like vibrant. See me coming from a mile away. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because I'm in marketing. And in marketing, I got to have a good brand. If I don't have a good brand, how credible will I be in marketing? You know, the career goes on and social media goes poof and it's like everywhere. And then it's like, well, then I got to get, you know, the headshot. I don't want the normal headshot. I want a good headshot. I want to look appealing. I want to look attractive. I want to look laid back yet confident. So we would have all these debates about what is the right photo look like. And then we would go and I would debate about what's my bio say. 
What's my LinkedIn profile really saying? Are the right keywords there? Do I look credible? Do I look smart? Will I be found? Because a good marketer is also looking at you know stuff in the keywords to make sure you get found. Well, people, what's your first impression for, you know, of me? Then I have these little mini focus groups of friends and family and say, what do you think of this? And what do you think of that? Yada, yada. So it goes on. Most recently, most recently, and if you're watching the video version of this, you will know what I'm talking about. Most recently, I had to go buy some new glasses. You know, most people do the, okay, well, here's a, here's a set of glasses. Here you go. Life is good. And I'm like, no, no, nay, nay. I need my corporate Daryl glasses where I walk around the office, but then I need these puppies that I'm wearing right now. Those bold, vibrant in your face. All you go is like, wow, is that those glasses? They're cool. At least I, hopefully you think they're cool. If you don't let me know, please. I don't want to make a fool of myself everywhere along the way here. What am I doing? If you haven't figured it out by now, I am hyper-focused on my own, my own personal brand because how I appear to others, whether it's visual or written, audio like this, how others talk of me on a referral, like a sales deal or about a possible individual to help you out, like, like a consultant or an advisor, all of that has to do with me and my style and my brand. Whether you like it or not, many people are making judgment calls on that. I recognized that I was a walking billboard for me. And then once I got in and I was able to open my mouth and talk to them, then hopefully they saw there was substance behind the veneer. I was explicitly, non-apologetically, leveraging every tool and tactic I had to make myself look like a credible player. It is awful. Why are we so shallow? But at the same time, I kind of like looking nice. I kind of like having cool glasses. I kind of <laughs> like, you know, following the trends. I kind of like being hip. My kids would say, dad, anybody who uses the word hip is not hip. <laughs> what do they know? So with all that said, I thought, I had a conversation this week with a colleague. We met for coffee and we debated about, well, what does personal brand even mean? He completely disagreed with me. That's okay. I'm going to bring him on for a video in a little while where you can be the judge. But in the meantime, what have I done? I went and got Kenyatta Gordon. Do you know Kenyatta Gordon? Have you met her? Let's bring Kenyatta on. Well, she's coming on. Kenyatta is with Create the Brand. She is basically an executive communication and a brand development advisor. She's all about this. Are you your walking billboard? She's going to be talking about this at the Outbound Conference, outboundconference.com, coming up in Atlanta. We got a prelude. If you can't make the conference, listen to this because there's going to be some overlap at the conference in this. But if you like this, you should go to the conference and really watch what she says when she has more time. And then you can corner her and buy her drinks and make her talk. That's what you should be doing. Kenyatta, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so, so ecstatic to be here today. Oh, and to talk to your audience on becoming their walking billboard. So let's just jump into that right away. When you say their walking billboard, you know, you heard me ramble and maybe my ramble has nothing to do with them and I'm on drugs and it's very possible. But what do you mean when you say their walking billboard? So it's funny. I always say when you look good, you feel good. And yeah, if you sure. want to do business with those they look like and those they want to be like. Being your walking billboard 
in marketing, before we replace a billboard, we want to see the demographics, right? We want to know how many people are working in that area, the age range, the type of potential clients that may be working in that area, how much are they making, right? So being a walking billboard is about positioning yourself in the right places that have your potential type of clientele. But it's not just about being seen. It's also about being heard. Are you communicating unused but usable content? And then it's also about being relatable. I always say it's about what do people hear, see, and feel when they interact with you online and offline. We're not in the 1980s and 1990s where we had to go to our aunt and uncle and say, look, I need somebody to give me some insurance. And so they refer you to their insurance because you only really knew what they, who somebody referred to you. Now we're in a smartphone day and age where we have a world of information via our phones, right in our hands. And we don't have to just trust those sales professionals that come to us and tell us, you know, you need this product because of X, Y, Z. No, we can do our own research on our phone. And that's where you either decide to make yourself the choice or the option. That's what being a walking billboard is about. I'm writing that one down, the choice or the option. I'm loving that. So Kenyatta is talking marketing and everybody who's listening here right now, of course, sales folks are all saying, Prail, what's up with the marketing speak? Okay, let me let me translate this if, if you didn't get it, what, what she's putting down and why you should listen to this. All right. She talked about the billboard. She said, what about before you do you build your billboard? What do you do? You research it, right? You research it. So you sales folks, right? What do you do? You go, you research your target audience. Then she says, you know, you want to know who you're targeting, right? Your ideal customer profile, right? Sales folks, who is it I want to connect with, right? You don't put a billboard, you know, in a rich neighborhood if you're targeting a middle-class manufacturing neighborhood, for example, right? That's the billboard analogy. It's no different than you when it comes to sales. What I love what she said was you're doing that because you're positioning yourself to get found, being seen and being heard. I've talked about personal brand before and I say, why do you do it? You do it to be seen and be heard and get found. Why do I stuff my LinkedIn profile with keywords? Why should you not be stuffing your LinkedIn profile to get found? That's about your brand. All of this is branding. She said something really powerful there. She said, you want to be relatable. All right. Well, my goodness, folks, if you're a sales prospect, connects with you, they relate to you, what happens? That means fear goes down, risk goes down, trust goes up. You want to be relatable, tied back to your brand. You want to be the choice or the option. All of this, you can have the best opening conversation on that when they answer that cold call. You may know how to do discovery like there's no tomorrow. You may know how to upsell. You may know how to close and bring the deal home. But at its essence, what do people do? They buy from you. So you got to package you up. You need to be your walking billboard. We're going to take a quick little break and go to a commercial. And then Kenyatta and I are going to go into a blow by blow of what you need to know and do to achieve that goal. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. 
VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. Okay, let's do it. Let's open ourselves up and talk about personal branding. This is not me talking because I am a big advocate of this. I don't want you to say, I pray you're biased. This is the woman who's going to be at outbound. All right. Everybody thinks she's really smart. Nobody thinks I'm smart. Listen to her. All right. Kenyatta, what's the first thing we need to be aware of in the pursuit of being our own walking billboard? Okay. So my pet peeve is going places and receiving bad customer service or a salesperson being a typical car salesperson, just push, 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 push to sell, push to sell. Right. Like I said earlier, we have a world of information in our hands. I don't have to use you. So tell me, why should I use you? And we're in a world where everyone is like, it's all about me, 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 me. So it's about becoming relatable. But the first thing that I always say is using unused but usable content. Before someone comes to you, they're doing their research, right? So they're surfing the web all day, all night for probably about two, three, maybe a whole month before they actually come to you. And they probably have questions that they need answered that they're not getting answered. They're getting a lot of times what we do as sales professionals, we give the same answers um, yep. over and over and over again, same content, and it becomes redundant. And then you begin to sound like sound robotic. But what makes you that authoritative figure is figuring out, okay, when someone actually comes and finally sits in front of you or you get them on the phone and they're asking you specific questions that you've never really given when you did video content online or use those same questions and create content for that online. No one else is giving that, obviously, because they had to call you to get that information. Imagine if they're asking you that question. Imagine if how many other people are out there with the same question in mind, right? So I want to interrupt you because I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you, but I do want to interrupt you because I'll share with you. One of the biggest questions I get from people, they'll say, you know, Prail, I'm not you. You seem to have lots of opinions on lots of things. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to write. And I've got this, whether it's writer's block or just, I don't know how to start. And I'm like, oh my goodness, people, it's so easy. Were you on a sales call today? Yes. Did you have an objection? Yes. Write about it. How did you handle it? Well, I did this. Write about it. How did you get them to be on a sales call? I did this. Write about it. I'm like, this is all what's so obvious to you, people want to know about. Right. And to us, it makes, it seems like it's like, okay, that's really easy or common sense, but it's because we're the professionals. Correct. We've been doing this on an everyday basis, 24 seven, but to the common person, it's not. So using that unused, but usable content, that's what positions you to become that authoritative figure. The next thing I always say is I call it the sandwich method of your delivery, becoming relatable. Consumers or clients want you to be relatable, not just like I said earlier, not just sell, sell, sell me. Okay. Get to know me. Don't make me seem as though I'm just a dollar on your monthly end gold. <laughs> yep. uh, so get to know 
who your client is when you begin to speak to them or when you first introduce yourself to them, say you're in person at a networking event, find out a little bit about them, why they're here, and then tailor what you have, your services to their needs. I call it my simple sandwich method, sympathy versus empathy plus compassion. Majority of times we leave out the empathy, right? And we just go from sympathy to compassion. And sympathy is just a, oh, I'm sorry. But you know what? I have the solution for you. Okay. So now it's like, okay, you're just trying to sell me something. And all right. So now I went from the problem to the, to the solution. But now when you add the empathy in there, it's like, oh my gosh. Okay. I had the same problem that you had. Let me tell you how I got through that. So you're saying, I'm sorry that you're going through this, but let me tell you about a situation that I had or someone's situation that I helped them with. And then now the, the compassion seals the deal. That's the sale right there. What I love what you're saying, I want to emphasize this, is Kenyatta's talking about everything she just described. She set it up. I said, she said, be relatable. In other, in other words, let me be a little more bold and direct. She's being very polite. It's not about you. Yes, we know you want to close the deal. Have some patience. Actually listen to them. Demonstrate some sympathy. Add some empathy in there. Add the compassion. She talked about how, oh my goodness, yeah, I know you had that problem. I had that problem too. Or maybe in your case, it's, oh my goodness, well, my client so-and-so had that problem too. And let me tell you what we ended up doing for them. Maybe you can learn from them. And if you want to, I can actually hook you up with them. You can swap stories. Full disclosure, part of their solution was to use my product or my service, but more mm -hmm. than that. But since they've done that, this is the outcome they're experiencing now. Right. That is relatable. You talk about the sandwich method. I'm assuming there's something on the outside and something in the middle. So what's on the outside and what's in the middle, just so everybody's clear. So you have your sympathy. It's a, the outside layer of the bread. The empathy yep. is the meat. And you have to close it with the compassion of the bread. There and you now go. you eat. Now you eat. <laughs> I love it. You, get, you make yourself the right sandwich. You're going to eat and eat good. It's all about just delivering that customer experience and create brand. I say brand loyalty is trusting the experience. You want to create brand loyalty. And when you have a loyal client, loyal customer, they become referring clients. So then now you have continuous return on revenue, you know, but I always say because I'm so big on the customer experience and one um, person that I guess he may not have known that he was doing this 60 years ago or way before social media even came about, I always say Truett Cathy. He is like, to me, a big influence on it. Because when you think about Truett Cathy, you think about Chick-fil-A, right? In the beginning, he decided that he was not, I always say no one comes to you for, no one um, becomes a lower client because of an ad. They become a loyal client because of the direct contact, right? The experience that you delivered. And whenever you go to Chick-fil-A, whatever you have to say about them politically, you can never say that the experience there is not one that is so memorable that I've never known anyone to complain about Chick-fil-A. I said, if you complain about Chick-fil-A, then you messed up the order. <laughs> you know? It's true. It's true. What I'm kind of paraphrasing here is be the authority, create the content. You want to use the sandwich uh, method, and then that way you can help create memorable customer experiences. Now, are there other steps to this, or is that is that the, the high level? That's the beginning step. There's so many parts to are you your walking billboard. Like I said, um, it goes back to what you initially were talking about in the introduction, looking the part. Yes. People want to do with those they look like and those they want to be like. You can't say, I want to work with certain corporate companies that only... Um, 
the annual revenue is 800,000, but you are walking up, but you're not looking the part, right? you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You have to make sure that you look the part also. That's a part of being a walking billboard. Um, I always tell the story of when I first started my business. As females, we are so bombarded down with like children and working mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. cooking and everything else that we start letting ourselves go, right? And so I began to do that also, like letting myself go. And mind you, I went to school for fashion marketing also, right? So I was always a fashion girl. And then eventually I was, you know what? I'm not getting the clientele that I want. Hold on. I'm not looking the part. So then I had to start switching up and going back to the old me and looking the part, wearing the suits that I, that I need to wear to be in the arenas where my potential clientele. That's the part of it. Mm -hmm. So what's really interesting here. So Kenyanda talks about looking the part, but I want to be clear on this, right? So looking the part doesn't necessarily mean clothing. Clothing is certainly one way to look right. the part. It ties back to her point about creating content and become the authority. You look the part. Optically, if I see you on social or a blog or a website or whatever, speaking mm -hmm. on topics as an authority, as a subject matter expert, you look the part. And they're going to come to you right. and say, I've got this problem. Can you help me out? I love that. Now, one of the challenges I find though, Kenya, and I would love your opinion on this, is sometimes people, they don't have enough, let's call it self-actualization to understand where they're strong and where they're weak and what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong so they can do this. What do I do in that case? How do I coach myself? Maybe I'm not self-aware or how do I coach my colleagues? Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because it goes back to something I always say. A lot of times we don't recognize our subconscious behaviors. And there's an exercise that I like to do, which is actually in my book, the My Manifestation Playbook, where I say one of the steps to, to building your brand or building your goals is to actually write down all of your subconscious behaviors. Ask a colleague or a family member or something like, how did you feel when you first met me? Or a lot of times me, it's like getting on social media. I'll be in the middle of doing something and I get on social media. So asking questions on how people feel when, when they first met you, what type of content would you like to hear that I'm not delivering to you? And you write those things down. And so you have to make your subconscious behavior conscious to yourself. Every time you begin to do those things or you're not doing those things, you're like, oh goodness. It also deals with gestures. A lot of times when I'm on camera, I'm like, oh my God. I did that again, you know, yes, oh, yes. I'm putting my head too much too high or, you know, things like that. People see that. It's about gestures and everything. It's making yourself aware of your subconscious behavior. That is so true. I have been blessed to have some very trusted advisors, including my wife, who will be candid with me. Now, they don't run out and say, Prell, you sucked, and this is why. But if I go to them and say, okay, I, I really want your honest opinion on this, and they'll say, you do? Yes, I do. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Okay. I like this and this, but I'm not a fan of that. Cool. Why? All right. And then, but here's what I'll do, folks. And you may want to use this or not, but this is what I do. Everybody's got an opinion. They accept mm -hmm. that. Not every opinion is shared universally. So never assume that. So when I get feedback, I do look to see, I ask multiple people to see if there's a consensus. That's the first part I do. And then right. 
what I start to do is I start to do some A-B testing. All right, so in this situation, I'm gonna test the old behavior. In this situation, I'm gonna test the new behavior, and then I'm gonna watch the results. That's easily done on your emails, on your social media posts, on how you work on a phone call, how you talk to somebody at a live event at a networking gig. Test A, B. For me, I'm an introvert. I'm a quiet guy. But when I'm on these conversations here, I'm like this. You know why? Because I've learned that's what I need to do to really engage with people. Because my wife told me specifically, when I don't do that, I'm just sitting here with my docile face listening to you, that sometimes I look intimidating and people are scared of me. And I'm like, I'm all five foot eight. What the hell's to be scared of me? And well, it's what you look like. Okay. I learned to smile more. All those kind of little things, self-aware changes your brand, changes what you're projecting, and also makes you more approachable. We haven't even talked about being approachable. My gosh, we keep on going. Kenyatta, we're running out of time. Okay. Uh, but is there any final thoughts? Because here's the kicker, folks. If you go to Outbound, she's going to go into so much detail on this, way more than we're doing here. So that's the teaser. That's the yeah, carrot. Yeah. Go, to, go to Outbound. But for somebody who's listening to this, if there's one piece of actionable advice that you can give them so their walking billboard can be more effective, just one, maybe two, what would it be? Let me end it with this little story of how I came up with Are You Walking Billboard. I, too, myself, I'm an only child, very, very introverted, very introverted. And anytime I was going to networking events, I would always have to ask a friend of mine, would you go with me to this networking event? And then when I get there, I would have to have you next, like a glass or two of wine before I can loosen up and, you know, and speak to anyone, introduce myself. And then eventually I was like, my business is not growing because I look timid. I won't go to anything by myself. I made myself, I challenged myself and for the next, for a whole year, I could not, 12 months, I couldn't ask anyone to go with me to any networking events. And when I went there, I couldn't have a glass of wine until after I've met like three people. I became my walking billboard. I, like you said, looked at how I smiled and everything else like that. So I became my walking billboard. And till this day, guess what? I am now sitting on inside inside sales and i will be at outbound because i became my walking billboard that is a wonderful story to enter on she set achievable goals she held herself accountable and then she made it happen and it was bam 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 i love it walking billboard that's kenyatta gordon you can check her out at createthebrand.co go there wonderful website in the meantime she's going to be at outbound you should go check her out uh kenyatta thank you for your time today Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. We're done for another week. Take care. We'll see you soon. My name is Daryl Prale. This is Inside Inside Sales. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by Vanilla Soft.